written on the Ritz. Thunder and his footsteps and lightning in his fists. And the Lord wasn't joking when he kicked him out of Eden. It wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood. His return is very close, and so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God. Welcome to Visceral Reflections. Uh, this is Tom, and um, I hope everyone had a, a good uh, Christmas as we head towards New Year's. And um, you wanted to um, just to do a, a quick episode tonight. Uh, I talked previously about doing a roundup of some open items, and so had a little list here to go through and it's funny because uh, quite a few of these are from the last two episodes on the love of God so this will sound like the love of God part three but it's really not well I guess it could be but um however you want to look at it um just wanted to go through some of these open items and uh, provide some clarifications and some answers to some stuff um but had been tracking some of these um uh, I don't know, loose strings, and um, just wanted to just take a little time tonight to address them. And, um, oh, uh, by the way, that was um, Awesome God by Rich Mullins. Um, I don't believe I said that yet. However, uh, I thought, you know, we've been talking about the Ragmuffin Gospel, so why not um, talk about Rich Mullins or play some music from him? So, anyways, that's just one of my favorite songs from um, from long ago and just wanted to break that out tonight. Um, so anyhow, oh, before we get started, um, I did want to say this on, uh, you know, uh, New Year's Day, then the New Year's coming on Saturday and, um, 
you know, a lot of folks are looking for change and making resolutions and things of that sort. Uh, one of the things that, that I want to do, and this has been on my mind for, I don't know, three or four days now, and um, I feel like the Lord's pressing down on me to do this, uh, but I, I keep thinking about it. So on Friday and New Year's Eve, I am going to um, do an episode on Bible planning for uh, 2022, and um, basically, you know, as um, as people make resolutions to make change in their life and improve their life in whatever area, um, then um, you know, I would challenge you to include that. Um, growing in your spiritual um, life and growing in your walk with God and growing your faith, that those all be um, high on the list. And so what I'm going to do is um, provide some ideas for reading for the coming year. And um, if you're a new believer, um, you know, I think that should be a distinct plan from, uh, say, if you are um, not a new believer, but still a young believer, then your plan would be different. And if you are someone who's been in the church a lot of years and perhaps um, looking to do something new and refreshing to uh, reinvigorate your faith, uh, I think there's a plan for that. Um, And then if you've been faithfully walking with God and you just want to go deeper, I have some uh, some ideas for you as well. And, um, you know, frankly, I just think you can always go deeper and... um, so I'm going to share a little bit on on Friday on my faith journey and the different um, approaches to, to learning the Word of God um, that I take in. We're going to talk about different versions and translations versus transliterations. And um, anyways, uh, it... Uh, should be a super exciting time. So I know with uh, New Year's, there's a lot of options, but this should be one of your more compelling options. So, you know, mark your calendar and get your Bible and your notebook and, um, you know, just uh, go ahead and, um, you know, camp out on New Year's Eve and uh, let's talk about uh, the Bible and growing in the Word of God in the coming year and growing our faith and and growing in maturity and growing up to be salt and light and moving on from, from milk to solid food. And everything that the Scripture uh, calls us to do. Um, and I also want to talk about, you know, what are the, some of the personal growth things that, that you are looking at and whether it's you want to grow in faith itself, uh, you want to grow in... Uh, Bible knowledge, you want to grow in specific areas like apologetics, um, you want to become, have a better prayer life, um, uh, perhaps you want to internalize scripture better and know it better, um, there, there's, so much, there's so much that can, um, that we can cover, so I'm going to do that on Friday, and then um, I, I don't know what time, but, you know, I kind of pray and I just um, see if the Lord stirs my heart. And, and frankly, um, even tonight's recording was uh, not really planned. I didn't even think about doing this till like about an hour ago. And I'm like, oh, when I get home, I should do that. So anyhow, um, 
but anyways, um, we're going to do that on Friday. So I hope that has value for, for you. And I would encourage you to pray, um, pray for me and pray for things that the Lord would be shining a light on for you. Uh, perhaps there's a sin that you want to really overcome. Perhaps uh, you need to create margin in your life for God. Perhaps you need to give up some things that uh, are not sin, but perhaps are things that block God's way to you. Um, so, uh, you know, I just encourage you to pray and then pray for me. Um, and hopefully I can share something meaningful. Uh, there's a lot of Bible tools out there and a lot of resources to draw from, a lot of experience to draw from. And um, so I'm going to do the best I can to share and contribute to your growth uh, in the Lord for 2022. Um, so anyways, let's pray real quick um, because before this gets away from us. Father God, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Uh, Lord, thank you for your amazing creation and so many blessings. Lord, thank you for Christmas. Thank you that we can be here in America where we can enjoy the freedom to worship and that we can enjoy the Advent season and step through that and have time to reflect on on uh, hope and peace and joy and love and and the first Advent and the coming of our Savior. And Lord, in Tulsa to shine a light on as we anxiously await uh, the coming of you again. As you said, you would come and not leave us as orphans. And we anxiously look for that as well. And Lord, thank you for um, just so many blessings. And um, you know, each myself and everyone listening, we all have much to be thankful for. And... I just I pray that you bless this time and that your spirit would lead here. I pray that you would prepare the hearts of anyone who might hear this and um, that this would be a blessing to them as well. Lord, we thank you and we praise you and we're grateful. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Um, the first thing I wanted to mention is a while back I had mentioned a book uh, uh, called Evolution, A Theory and Crisis. And I, the author of that book is Michael Denton. And I don't remember what I called him at the time. I called him Michael something other than Denton. Um, but Michael Denton's his name. Anyways, it's a wonderful book. He's not a believer, but he is a scientist. And he wrote the book about his uncoveries or discoveries in science that, um, that show huge problems in the theory of evolution. And so... You know, he basically feels like, hey, we need to abandon this. Um, he's since written a follow-up book um, that evolution is still in crisis and time has not caused it to get better. And I don't know if he ever became a Christian, uh, but I do know that he was um, prepared to abandon his uh, uh, belief in evolution. So anyways, I just wanted to make sure that we got the record straight on. on that's a tremendous book and... Uh, written from a just an objective point of view from a scientist who's concerned that that we're teaching garbage that's that we know is not true. So, um, anyways, wanted to mention that. Um, also, 
I had mentioned um, uh, in uh, the last episode uh, talking about <laughs> that I said the, the kingdom of God would be populated with the insignificant. And let, let me clarify what I mean by that. In the world, we tend to uh, place a lot of uh, emphasis on status, on credentials, on notoriety, fame and fortune are very important to um, to many people today, um, even in the church. And so I did want to um, clarify what I meant by that, because we do it in, the, in we do it in the church, and you know we tend to idolize you know uh, specific teachers or artists or people who've written you know specific books or whatever. Um, but that is a very small percentage of the kingdom of God, and so what I what I was wanting to shine a light on is the fact that. There are so many people throughout history and today that are serving God in their own special way. And the Lord sees that and the Lord acknowledges it. And um, and it, it's a great treasure. And I, I think of like um, uh, the story of the widow's mite that um, the Lord Jesus says, you know, uh, she gave her, her last two pennies, but she gave all that she had. And it wasn't the enormous amount that the other person had given from their surplus. Um, and it's like, oh, you are so generous and you, you gave a million dollars. Yeah, but you have a billion. Why did you only give a million? That was the point is where she gave everything she had. And to God, that's a more honorable gift. And so, um, so that's what I meant by that. Because there are so many, I recall... I was in the Philippines uh, spending time in a village and on the island of Mindanao. And um, there was a, a man there named Aziz, and he was a believer, and he was one of very few on the island. And, um, you know, but the, his ministry will never be known. I'm only sharing it because I was there. Um, but the way that he would work overtime to, to bring the gospel to people uh, literally across uh, tropical forests, and you know, we went on a hike through the jungles of Mindanao, and it was like 20 kilometers, and, um, you know, but he took us through there, for him it was like no big deal, he, he does it all the time, taking food, taking grain, taking uh, Bibles, uh, We actually I was there on a, uh, we were doing a Bible distribution for a new language from Wycliffe Bible Translators. And we were, um, for the first time, putting the New Testament in the uh, Subanan language. And, uh, but anyways, I, I tell his story because, man, I was so impressed by him. And, um, you know, but he's uh, quietly, and assuming, doing, doing the Lord's work in um, one of the southern Filipino islands and uh, serving the, the Subanan, Sinubanan people. And so... Uh, that that's what I meant by that, um, and there's there's a, a lot of them um, out there. And you listening, you you're serving the Lord in your own special way, and um, you know, and so am I. You know, I, I I'm doing this podcast to try and share some things the Lord has poured into me, 
Um, but outside of this, um, um, you know, I, you know, I, I'm just in, involved in other things and, you know, I, I try and, um, honor the Lord with those things. And, um, so that's what I meant by that. It wasn't meant to be disparaging in any way. It was to highlight the fact that when you walk with God and you live a life of humility, um, um, the motives of your heart, the scripture talks a lot about the way and the motives of your heart, you know, like, uh, Proverbs 16 and, uh, Psalm 139, um, other areas were always, uh, uh, challenged to, uh, check the motives of our heart. Why are we doing this? And so that's something that we need to always be mindful of. And, um, there's just so many people that are doing wonderful things because they love God. And, um, so that's what I wanted to draw, um, draw attention to. Um, <laughs> sorry, drinking some water here. Um, and, uh, also if you haven't noticed, uh, my voice is back. So the last episode I sounded brutal. So if you got through that, I appreciate you taking the time to listen uh, but yeah, my voice was gone for almost a month, um, from the mid-November to, or, uh, actually the November 13th broadcast or episode, I should say, um, right up into before Christmas. And, um, I wasn't sick, just my voice was gone. So I felt like a little bit like Zachariah. I'm like, uh, maybe I'm not supposed to say something during this time. I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, so I hope I sound better. I think I do. Um, But anyways, I just wanted to um, mention that comment I made about the insignificant. And, um, you know, it reminds me of Hebrews 11, I think around, towards the end, I think around verse 35, 36, 37. And uh, at the end of the faith chapter there in Hebrews talks about um, um, men uh, of whom the world was not worthy. And frankly, there's, um, um, yeah, the Lord looks at a lot of folks, um, who enter his kingdom of whom this world is not worthy. And so, um, I think that's going to largely, uh, typify the, the kingdom of God. Um, another point of clarification I wanted to, uh, draw out was talking about the pursuit of holiness and the practice of godliness versus the desire to appear godly. So this is another section of, uh, or I'm sorry, another example of weigh our motives and weigh the motives of our hearts because, um, you know, in, in the church, uh, church culture today, especially in America, um, you know, I, I, you know, have made some offhand remarks about the cool kids, but you know, that is largely, you know, there is, um, some, uh, ideologies in the church about how to run a church and how to grow a church. And, um, you know, so a lot of these things have crept in and, um, so I think we need to, to be mindful of that within our own hearts of, Am I serving God? Um, am I trying to grow in godliness? Am I trying to grow in holiness? Am I trying to be 
um, transform to image of his son? Am I trying to decrease so he can increase? Or um, do I have a sense of spiritual pride when I, um, you know, when people think I'm godly or people say, hey, that's a, you know, wonderful message or, um, you know, thanks for sharing or, you know, that was, you know, a great prayer or whatever. You know what I mean? So that's what I was trying to draw attention to. I was in no way, shape, or form saying that we should not uh, pursue godliness. So I think First uh, Timothy 4, 7 says that we should train ourselves to be godly. And, um, you know, uh, Philippians 4, practice these things. And First uh, Corinthians 9, uh, run in the race as if to win the prize. So there's all of these things that we're, um, we are um, encouraged and admonished to grow up in godliness. So anyways, I just wanted to, to clarify that, you know, and, and one of the things about doing this sort of format and being unscripted is that um, sometimes in, in the haste to get the message out, um, clarification is lost. So I just wanted to make time for that. But, um, you know, this is still, um, a work in progress. This, this podcast started really as an experiment in my mind, and I wasn't sure if, if it would continue. Um, but I have decided to press on, um, into the new year and, um, see what happens. So, um, anyways, um, uh, oh, I know what uh, the other one. Galatians two twenty and twenty one. At one point in the last episode, I s- quoted Galatians two twenty and twenty one. Uh, that you know, I've been crucified with Christ. No longer Christ, or no longer um, I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Um, and then verse twenty one. Um, be sure not to nullify the grace of God. Uh, I actually said. Uh, Galatians 2, 20 and 25. So you probably figured out by now there is no Galatians 2, 25. But I just wanted to clarify that. And just, um, and also just reiterate you know, the importance of those two verses in our union with Christ and um, that we don't live lives of trying to uh, build our merit with God or have a moral scorecard or um, be like the people on, in uh, Matthew 7, verse 21 to 23. But we instead um, live into the grace of God and grow up in the faith and be transformed by the power of His Spirit and um, live out our union with Christ, um, as Galatians 2.20 talks about. So um, I just wanted to clarify that because I... I misquoted scripture. I want to do that. That bothers me. Um, speaking of which I had previously spoken about the conversation with Thomas. Um, I said, I think it was John 19. It might be later. It's actually John 20, um, where Jesus told Thomas, um, um, you believe because you've seen me, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. So that's uh, me and you. We have not seen and yet believe. So, uh, just wanted to, to fix that. Um, 
Oh, <laughs> talking about eros and um, intimacy and sexual relations in the marriage covenant, um, I did not in any way, shape, or form intend to say that um, that uh, holding hands or or uh, kissing your beloved is exclusively for marriage. So if if that was message received, then no, I did not say that. So I uh, just wanted to clarify that. Um, but um, perhaps I did talk without punctuation. That's a possibility. But um, I do not mean that at all. Um, um, also, I, I quoted Galatians 5.22 about the fruit of the Spirit. And um, in Galatians 5.22, uh, uses the word gentleness... And, um, uh, the word gentleness there, um, uh, the Greek word is actually, uh, praletos, uh, praletos. And that is, um, besides gentleness, it, it uh, probably a better way of sound, it sounding is meekness or humility. Um, I said forbearance, but I was actually thinking of Galatians or Philippians four or five, and in Philippians 4, 5, the word is translate is gentle, not gentleness. And so I wanted to clarify that. So a different word, uh, Galatians 4, 5, or I'm sorry, Philippians 4, 5 is epiochus. Uh, so epiochus is the word that is translated gentle, that should be translated forbearance. And in the older versions of the New American Standard and the American Standard, um, I think the old King James as well. Um, many older versions uh, do a better translation um, of epiochus as forbearance. I think that's just because that word in our culture has become associated with financial transactions and real estate, but um, it's really a better translation um, that we sign in, in Philippians 4 or 5. Uh, let your forbearing spirit be known to all men. Uh, that is uh, not just gentle. It's not just meekness. It's not just humility. Uh, but it's everything that the Lord Jesus described in the Sermon on the Mount of, um, you know, someone, you know, ask you to go a mile, go with them too. If they want your, your cloak, give them your tunic also. Uh, if they slap one cheek, turn and let them slap the other one. It's just that extra um, level of surrender, um, I think, is the the best way to say it. It's Jesus being mocked and not saying a word uh, during his trial or when he's hanging on the cross and they're yelling, let him save himself. And um, all of those things are encapsulated into that word epikis. Happy, I guess. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to clarify that because uh, to me that's an important uh, dis- uh, clarification to provide uh, two distinct words. One is very heavy and one that we will always strive to live into on this side of heaven. And uh, the other one is more common to, to the believers of gentleness and meekness and humility that we are all growing up in. So... Uh, just wanted to make sure that we understood that. 
Um, uh, another thing uh, was, um, I quoted Luke six forty six. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? And um, um, I had said that you know when we talk about uh, obeying the commandments, um, that the commandments are to love God and to love people. And you know I drew that from Matthew twenty two thirty seven to thirty nine. But I also wanted to um, also, you know, further clarify, you know, in um, uh, Romans 10.4, um, uh, Paul writes to this as well, that uh, uh, Christ is the end of the law. And so um, that's important. And then um, uh, Romans 13 as well. Um, I think verse 10 is that um, uh, where love is the fulfillment of the law. So Romans 10.4 and Romans 13.10, uh, I think also kind of validate what I said about when we obey the cam- commandments, the obeying the commandments is to love God and love people. That's because love is the fulfillment of the law. And Romans 10.4, Christ is the end of the law. And, um, um, you know, we tend to think of the law as the Old Testament and all the hundreds of laws we have to do or um, follow, or we perhaps we think of it as um, the Ten Commandments. Um, but I just, I wanted to point that out because um, I think it's an important part of, of um, who we are as, as believers. Um, to look at that as we're trying to grow up in the character of, of Christ. Um, and God is, is testing our hearts as we read in Deuteronomy 8 that I brought you out in the wilderness to test your hearts to see if you would keep my commandments. And when you look at that passage closely, that's kind of a life first chapter for me, as I've mentioned in the past. Um, you know, that... The Lord is, is seeks a content heart, and um, I don't want to get too, uh, too too deep in the weeds here, but as as we seek to grow up in contentment, as we as we talk about in Philippians four, um, that's what the testing in the wilderness was in Deuteronomy eight. That you know, can you be out there? Can you go have little and be content? And can you have a lot? And not have it impact your character in the other direction. So uh, those are important lessons for uh, believers as we seek to grow into the character of Christ uh, and have that uh, grown up in us. And as I've talked before, um, all of the laws, to fulfill those laws, um, those are there's heart checks behind each one. And I've talked to about, you know, just take the Ten Commandments, why you don't still. Uh, why you don't covet, why you don't desire your neighbor's wife, why you don't take the Lord's name in vain, why you don't murder, why you don't lie. All of those things, the outworking of those things are a reflection of what's going on in, in our hearts. And um, I, I found this verse that um, I think speaks to this very well. And it's Psalm 103, uh, verse one, or verse 7. 
Um, now, if you just look at it in the plain translation, it just says, He has made his ways known to Moses and his acts to the sons of Israel. So there's two things to note there. Um, you know, his ways. Um, if you look at that Hebrew word and the character or the, um, yeah, the characteristics of that word, it actually could be better translated character. So it says, God has shown his character to Moses and his acts to the sons of Israel. So those are done in tandem because the actions of God reflect his character as well. And that's what we're supposed to grow up into. Um, so I wanted to shine a light on that because we, our default in our, in our human thinking is moral goodness and uh, we can do things that are morally good and still have a corrupt heart. So we want to make sure that we're not bypassing the heart work that God is doing in us. And so, you know, that's why, you know, one reason I said, um, you know, let's practice giving because the scripture says God loves a cheerful giver. And um, the Lord Jesus in Acts uh, 20, verse 35, um, Paul quotes the Lord Jesus and says it's better to give than to receive. And... Um, and we're numerous times, dozens of times told to, to give thanks and have uh, attitudes of thanksgiving. So anyways, I just wanted to um, shine a light on that because um, as we get into John like uh, 13, 14, and 15, you know, we are going to see the Lord saying, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And so we hear, you know, um, if you love me and you obey my commandments, we hear obedience and right away we, we've, uh, has a negative connotation for us that we have to obey because that's naturally, we're, we're naturally rebellious. And, um, so that doesn't sit well with us, but when we understand it this way and that God is seeking pure hearts, um, it makes a lot more sense in understanding the love of God that we, uh, acts of obedience are character responses of the heart work that God is doing in us um, you know, to, to live into uh, by his grace and by his mercy live into these things um, uh, from a position of heart knowledge rather than head knowledge so um, I hope that makes sense uh, think about that and digest that for a bit um, because uh, I think this is a critical part of uh, growing up into what Ephesians 3 calls the, the height and the depth and the width and the um, length of the love of God. So at least as best we can understand the side of heaven, you know, in our um, finite condition, you know, we're limited on how much we can understand of this infinite love. But I think this gives us um, some stakes in the ground to start to grasp a little bit of it. And so I wanted to just uh, share that tonight um, and shine a light on that. Um, you know, so as we talked about um, living a life of response and giving and preaching the gospel to yourself and uh, growing in gratitude. Um, um, 
And then one I, I mentioned, but I, we really didn't get into, and that was to guard our hearts. So, and guarding a heart is very simple of means that when we have affection for something, we have to recognize whether or not we are viewing that as a blessing or as an idol. Is it um, a gift to God or is it a little God? And uh, that's very simply what that means. Um, when I say guard our hearts or on Proverbs 4, um, 23, it tells us to guard our hearts. Uh, that's what we're talking about. So th- this is why it's it's so important to cultivate um, in the disposition of our soul and attitude of thanksgiving and gratitude because when we have that as our second nature we can see the Lord's hand in everything and so um, you know whatever it is anything can become an idol Um, you know it could be a a job a career uh, a pretty girl that you love um uh, you know, stuff like that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought for a second. Um, anyways, uh, but my point is, is that we have to weigh those and make sure that the, we have rightly ordered loves in our heart. And then we can uh, look at the things that we um, have affection for or admiration for. And we can give thanks to God and guard our hearts from idolatry. And, um, yeah, I make it sound simple, but it, it, it can be, um, it is, uh, one of those things that, that we need to practice and be mindful of. And again, that's why we work towards being thankful and, and grateful and, uh, work on our gratitude. So anyways, I just wanted to mention that because, um, it's an important part of, of our becoming. And, um, you know, we are in a journey to, to overcome sin and become truly human. And um, a realization that we will um, step into when we step out of time into eternity. Uh, but on this side of eternity, we are constantly walking that, um, that line. So... Um, those are are largely the areas that I wanted to share tonight as just a, um, oh, sorry, one more thing. (laughs) Happiness. I'm not against happiness. (laughs) I just don't think it's um, the sustaining end that, that we all think it is. And so when we're, um, you know, so when I, I, I was advocating that we, uh, rejoice, pursue joy in our hearts as a disposition of our soul and contentment in our hearts. And then with that as our platform spiritually and our framework, yeah, let's enjoy happiness. Uh, but the pursuit of happiness, and I said that trying to live a happy life is exhausting. It is. Here's why. Because when that is your ultimate end, then and then we fall towards um, 
the unhappy times leave us off balance. They they don't they don't give us firm footing for the unhappy times. So that's what I meant by that. Um, and those are harder falls. It's harder to be um, to deal with disappointment when you don't have a spiritual footing of a joyful heart and a content heart in the Lord. I mean, it's just, it, frankly, it's very simple. Um, and it should be elementary for believers. Um, but um, for non-believers, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, it's like, who doesn't want to pursue happiness? You know, yeah, would you like the enemy of fun? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm very fun. Um, but, you know, my fun is different. Um, so anyways, that's what I, I, I wanted to, I just wanted to clarify that. And, you know, I think that's, um, that's an important thing for us to, uh, to be aware of, of what, what is our end. And like Paul in, in Philippians four around verse like 12, 13, I think, you know, I've, I've learned how to live with abundance and I learned how to live with scarcity. And that's, uh, I think one of the most valuable things that we can learn because, um, you know, frankly, um, when we're too heavily invested in those, I mean, I've know people who've you know, committed a suicide with, uh, stock market crashes and with, um, um, the real estate market taking a dump and, you know, losing homes and, and, um, people that were very happy and strong and, and you would admire. And it's like you, you, and then you find out that they're no longer with us and you're like, yeah, it's unbelievable but you realize, you know, that they didn't have any firm footing and their roots were shallow because they were rooted in things that will ultimately pass away. So that's why I wanted to share that. I wasn't suggesting we don't pursue happiness. Um, happiness is better than sadness. Um, actually, I do think there's a, ver- a proverb that says sadness is better. I need to look that up because I know it's out there. But for the most part, yeah. Pursue happiness. Just don't be so invested in it that we lose sight of our, we lose our eternal perspective and the things that matter because, um, we can get upside down pretty easy and it's, it's really easy to, to get some blessings in that test our heart and take our vision away from, from walking with God. And so, uh, you know, we're on this journey, but it's, it is a journey that requires some discipline and some self-awareness. So, anyways, just wanted to um, uh, to share that, and then um, uh, going to pray. Um, but anyways, I, I hope this had value because all these little things were sort of nagging at me, and I, I wanted to do a cleanup episode with some of these things. Um, and make sure that some clarity was added. And so hopefully this has value for you, for you. And maybe you listened to the last one and you said, what do you mean by that? Or I disagree with that. Or he's wrong. Um, so anyway, so I hope this uh, shined a light and provided some clarity for, for this, uh, uh, for you. 
So I just want to pray here to close this out. And um, Father God, thank you for this time. And I pray that uh, you prepare the hearts of whoever might hear this and that this has some value for uh, whoever is going to hear it. And hopefully this did provide some clarity for anyone who um, had questions about the last episode. But Father God, we thank you and we praise you and we're grateful. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And I just want to remind everyone as we close out here with Keith Green that um, Friday uh, I'm going to do the Bible episode and um, uh, Lord willing that will be out early Friday. Uh, Early in my world means like before it's dark, but we'll see what happens. Anyhow, um, I hope you have a wonderful uh, evening and God bless you. temple